Next on BYU Sports Nation, down the final stretch they come. How will the BYU football storyline shake out in the final four games? What does it mean to Zach Wilson to let it loose? It doesn't matter who starts at running back for the Cougars. Plus, game day for BYU basketball. What do the Cougs want out of their final exhibition? Assistant Tim Lacombe joins us in Studio B. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy November. Wow. Wake me up when it ends. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Tom Holmo's Halloween publicist, Jerem Jordan. Well, I got the word out uh, to Darren Ravel. Uh, sports business insider for ESPN, and he tweeted about it. Listen, when you have a client as good as mine, uh, you need to get the word out. Not only did you get the word out to Darren Ravel, but Sports Illustrated heard of it, heard of it, and it sent out exists, their right? own tweet. It still exists. It's a thing. At SI now, I believe is the Twitter handle. You know I'll get him on the newsletter. Either way, nice work, man. As his publicist, that was an incredible costume, uh, as is every year from. From Thomas F. Homo. Ernesto de la Cruz. Yes. So good. We if you haven't seen him. it, uh, you can check it out on any of the multiple BYU accounts, including BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Fantastic stuff. And speaking of fantastic, listen to this show lineup. We go one-on-one, courtesy of Jason Shepard, with freshman defensive back D'Angelo Mandel. I have he, Mandel winning that one. He is a guy that has really emerged as one of those young contributors on the defensive side of the ball. We've heard a ton about the offense and the youth on the offensive side of the ball. He's making an impact as a young guy on the defense. We haven't heard much. Uh, like, I don't think the average BYU fan can name the cornerbacks this year for BYU outside of Michael Shelton and Chris Wilcox. So it's great that we uh, talked to Mandel. After spending time. Howie's nephew. Yeah, Is it Howie's nephew? No. Wow. No. Oh, man. Uh, after spending time hanging out with Brad Paisley and, you know, the Marlins guy. Marlon Mann. Tim Lacombe gets to hang with a couple of real celebrities in Studio B. Does he? In about 30 minutes. Who's coming in? (laughs) I'll let you figure that out. Let's hang with today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football, two days away from a rivalry showdown on the infamous Smurf turf. The Cougs in Boise State this Saturday night. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes understands how crucial better third down success will be. Once again, that's by far and away the worst phase of our game right now. Um, we're just not converting often enough on third down, and, and if it was any one thing, then it'd be much easier to fix. But on one play, it's the protection. On the next, it's the quarterback. On the next, it's the running back. On the next, it's the receiver. And so we all collectively just have to improve on third down so that we can get in rhythm and so that we'll have more consistency. Jeremiah, I like first downs. Do you like first downs? Boise State is second in the country in third down conversions. BYU 113. That's great news. Yeah. Game time set for 10, 15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Pre-game starts at 9 Eastern live on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. Fred Warner and the 49ers host the Oakland Raiders tonight at 8 Eastern, 820 Eastern. Warner leads San Francisco with 66 tackles. He's tied for seventh in the league. BYU men's basketball hosting the final exhibition game of the 2018-19 season against Westminster. 
Yoli Childs put up a double-double, 25 points, 14 rebounds in last season's contest against the Griffins. I would expect more of the same. Game tips tonight, 9 Eastern. You can watch it live on BYU TV and BYU Radio if you like to listen. And BYU freshman swimmers Gwen Gustafson and then senior swimmer Kunmi Okunfeibo earned the MPSF TYR Athlete of the Week. Gustafson won the 100 freestyle at the time of 51-58. Ogun Feibo won the 100 back with the time of 49.55 at the Liberty Invite last week. Uh, next meet, tomorrow and Saturday against UNLV in Las Vegas. Kumi Ogun Feibo. Nice. My new favorite name on campus. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, if you're a fan of roller coasters, then this BYU football season should hit right in your wheelhouse, baby. Ups and downs, twists and turns, holy cow. And we've broken this roller coaster season into groups of four games. It's broken? It's a broken roller coaster? Uh-oh. Perhaps that was the wrong selection of word there. <laughs> it goes as follows. The first four games, yes. hey, two surprising big-time road wins against Power 5 teams. BYU's 3-1. and one. They're ranked. Amazing, right? It was amazing. It was a good start. Second four games, not so much. Three losses in those four, including Wolf. two shockers blown out at home against Utah State and then a 7-6 to six head-scratcher losing to Northern Illinois. What about the final four games? We've seen high of highs, low of lows, so maybe it's somewhere in between. Jerem, what will be the storyline of the final four games of this BYU football season? BYU goes undefeated. No, that's not it. Uh, BYU gets bowl eligible. To me, that will be the number one storyline. Or BYU snaps the streak against Utah or loses an eighth straight. I think that will be the predominant emotional theme. And if BYU doesn't get bowl eligible, it could be a different storyline. Well, I don't even like, want to think about that. I don't want that storyline, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I hope BYU gets bowl eligible. I really hope BYU beats Utah. Right now, BYU ain't beating Utah. Uh, currently, how the Cougars are playing, no way. No way. But if BYU can build towards that, play some good ball, get a couple wins, win two of the next three, if not the next three, going with some mojo, now we're talking. Maybe BYU can go pull off the upset at Utah, who's 15th in the country, in the college football playoff poll. I would love nothing more than for BYU to do what they did in the first four. Win three of four. Finish on a high. That would mean you beat either Boise State or Utah. The realist inside me, and there is one, Jerem, yes, believe it or not, says... The jury's still out on that. Two and two. <laughs> bowl bound, <laughs> two I think, will be yeah. the headline. Yeah, well, two and two, for sure. Sure. The storyline yeah. will be bowl bound, BYU likely six and six, and playing... In the Birmingham Bowl or the New Mexico Bowl. I, honestly, I'm hoping for that one in Birmingham. I would love whatever that. it's called. Sure, is yeah. it what, what's that one? Is it called? The I Birmingham think it's Bowl? called the Birmingham Bowl. In fact, that's the field where they play uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. I think. Are there Reese's with the bowl game too? I hope so. I love Reese's. Too. I hope so. You should have plenty after last night. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Halloween. The hall was good. Yeah, man. I think two and two bowl bound. It is the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. BYU finishes 6-6. Six and six. However, I will throw in this little nugget that throw it might in. change your expectations. Uh-oh. It is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU football head coach Kalani Satake is 7-2 and two in charge after Halloween as the BYU head coach. Hmm. Strong finish. Hmm. Granted, the previous two Novembers haven't featured two road games against Boise State and Utah. 
Yeah, let's look at that. This so, November's a little bit more difficult. So 2016, he goes at Cincy, Southern Utah, UMass, Utah State. He goes 4-0. And then Wyoming, 5-0. Okay. So those are five of the seven wins. All right. Then last year, it was at Fresno State. That's a 10-win Fresno State team last okay. year. Lost by a touchdown. One at UNLV, lost to UMass, beat Hawaii. So there, there's not been a Power 5 team in those nine games. Or Boise State for that or matter. Or Boise State. So this is certainly a different kind of uh, schedule. I'm with you. If BYU can go at least 2-2, two and two, that's the minimum threshold, okay? But BYU has got to beat Utah to change how we feel about this season. That could change everything. Boise State and Utah are not in the same category of type of win or emotional type of win. Beating Boise State would be awesome, don't get me wrong. But if BYU beats Utah, that would change the entire narrative on how everyone feels about everything right now. Now, perhaps BYU at 6-5 and five, and knowing that there's added motivation potentially to keep Utah out of a primetime bowl game if they beat the Utes in Salt Lake City may just give them some added motivation. I would hope they wouldn't need an ounce of added Oh, anything. I think they should take every bit of motivation that they I'm not saying get. they shouldn't. I'm saying they <laughs> shouldn't need it. Kalani Sitake was very outspoken Saturday and Monday about what he wants to see from the BYU offense. Specifically, said he wants to see Zach Wilson let it rip. Yesterday after practice, the freshman quarterback explained what he thinks that means. Yeah, yeah, it has. And I think, I think his uh, look on that is pretty much he, he wants to let me play how I know how to play and, and the way he recruited me. And uh, I think that goes for the whole team. He wants me to play to my strengths and play to what I know how to do best. And I think that's kind of what he means by let it rip. Does that mean throwing the deep ball then? A what, what little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. I mean, uh, I think just having a higher tempo offense and and getting things rolling and, and just playing fast is uh, more of my style. Spencer, react. I love his brash confidence, first of all. And I like his ability to answer questions like that without hesitation. That tells me that he's a mature 19-year-old and that the moment and the spotlight isn't too big for him. This is a kid that has thrived without limitations. So take the training wheels off. Let him go out there. And if he gets burned, then you say, hey, I, I let you let it rip, and it didn't work out. But why not just test it? He feels like he's best without those limitations, a little bit of everything, throwing the deep ball, uh, letting him use his legs to run on purpose more uh, intentionally. I don't know. I love his brash confidence. I like his maturity. I think it's time to take the training wheels off and just see what happens. I think the Boise State game is the perfect time to try it out. BYU is a 14-point underdog. They're not expected to win. Let it rip. Let's go. Do you feel like there have been training wheels on him? Yes. Last game, I think there were training wheels that were put back on Zach Wilson in the game plan and the play calling. It was so? way more conservative than the Hawaii game. It was way more conservative. They ran the ball 37 times. That's how so. So pass a bunch more? The, the, I thought you said this offense is based on the ability to run the ball. So It is based on the ability to run the ball, but your quarterback now is different. Than Tanner Mangum. It is different. But if you're unsuccessful on first, you're in trouble. Um, that's, that's the risk, reward. Why not run him on first down? Because if you run him a bunch, then you're going to have Taysom Hill part two. Well, you got now Tanner Mangum, and you've got, and you've got you an went away from Tanner. You've got now an experienced quarterback as the like, backup. You've got to take some risk. It's football. Yeah, that's, if, they, if that's his best, one of his best weapons, you have to do it. Yeah, I, I agree with you that he should run more, but that is the risk. Um, he's hurdling people and shoving them in the air, and it's awesome. Take the but, risk. But sometimes you hurdle, and then you land on your elbow, like Taysom Hill 2016 Utah State. Yes, I— 
I think that BYU should let him throw more. Now, he did throw several deep balls on Saturday. It wasn't three, like right? he never threw them, and he overthrew two of the three, if not all three. So he's still learning on the job, obviously. But I'm with you. I, I want to see Zach Wilson and BYU a little more aggressive. If that means first down passes, great. Against Hawaii, the first two first downs were passes. They were successful. Got the ball out quick. Um, I would like to see Zach Wilson let it rip as well. Yet, BYU does need to establish the run. If BYU can't run the ball, I don't believe that this team right now can win the game. They need to be able to run for like 150-plus to have a chance to win, in my opinion. I feel like Zach Wilson can run the read option. I feel like he can do that. That, How many times do you want to run him, though? I don't know, five or six? Intentionally? Okay, okay, that's five not or a six lot. intentionally. Yeah. yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah, I mean there sure. there have been a couple of like called Zach Wilson run plays. They were game. low impact though. It was third and sixteen from the twenty three. That's low impact. You're not expecting to get a first down. No, run him when it matters. Take the risk. Let's go. He's really, really good at it. He's good on his feet. Why not? All right, we've seen three different starting running backs this season. Speaking of running, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, as we heard, trying to figure out what works best. And clearly what works best is the guy who can get first downs. Here's Jeff Grimes on the run game. For us to be effective, we've got to be a balanced offense, and we didn't run the ball well enough in our last game, and so I think that affects our consistency when we're not running the ball well enough. All right, we're looking for a guy who brings balance. Success. And that tells you he wants to run the rock. First downs. I know. Yeah. He wants to run the ball. But how do you have both? That's one question I have is, like, how do, how do you let it rip? You know? Can you let it rip and run the ball? Can you pass to set up the run ever? Can can BYU try something like that? Pass to set up the run? Why not? I don't know. We're hearing let it rip. That's not a running thing. That's a passing thing, right? Jerem, I guess my next question is, if Zach Wilson is letting it rip, who's his number one mate in the backfield? And does it matter who starts at running back for BYU against Boise State? It doesn't matter who starts. It doesn't matter who starts at running back in football. It just doesn't. What matters is who has the most carries. So this season, Squally Canada and Lopini Katoa have each individually led three different games. They tied for a fourth, and then Zach Wilson actually led in a game as well, uh, which was this last game because of sacks. If you look at runs only, then it's maybe a little different. So I, I don't think Squally Canada doesn't look the same. Lopini Katoa apparently got banged up. I would think Lopini Katoa would be your number one running back right now, by the way. And for those wondering, Bo Hodge did have surgery, and it would appear that he is out for the year. If you have surgery in November, uh, you're probably out for the year. That's a safe assumption. Uh, Riley Burt, limited, right? Matt Hadley is a guy who had a bunch of carries against Hawaii. I don't think it matters, but I do want to see more Lopini Katoa because he's awesome in the pass game. He's been good. He doesn't... Minus a first half fumble at Washington, I think Lopini Katoa has been really good. I don't think it matters, but if there's a guy, it's got to be Katoa to me. There's a formula that works really well in the NFL for most NFL teams, and that is have a consistent first and second down back and then bring in a pass catcher on third down that is a blocking back and is also good as a pass catching threat. Nobody does it better than the New England Patriots. And I don't care who the running back is there. They go through a huge stable of running backs. Yeah. Look past the fight. It doesn't sure. matter. They, well, when you have Tom Brady, it doesn't matter. You're right, but why not try and emulate that formula? Because you don't have Tom Brady. That's no, 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 no. Tom Brady doesn't – it doesn't matter who the quarterback is handing the ball off on first and second down. Well, it's a complete threat to throw, though, for Tom on any down. That's the difference. My point is, why not try and emulate – 
It's not just Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's most NFL teams. First and second down, consistent running back. You bring in a third down pass catching option. I think that if you're on in a throwing down and distance, if well, it's third if, and three or not, fewer, you might run. If you're third and three, why not bring that pass catcher in to try and throw the defense? Oh, are they going to throw a little swing pass and try and let him because get it that way? Because he's the pass catcher, and he would if you if you have the yeah if if the you, point is to make the defense think. Like, right, and if yes. Lopini's in and he's both, they don't know what play's coming. I think Lopini Katoa. If, if that guy is the pass catcher, then it would seem like it would be a pass. That's my point. One go with the healthy guy. I don't care who it is. Whoever's healthiest, is put it? him in on first and second down. Matt oh, Hadley, so I Matt think, Hadley. is healthy. Great. Go with the healthy dude. Riley Burt. Go with Riley Burt. Whatever. Pick one guy. Make Riley him the Burt consistent guy the that's healthy on, on first and second down, Whatever and then bring in a pass catcher on third down. That's what I hope for. Our question of the day. You tell us the storyline of the final four games of the BYU football season. What will it be? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Hansen 25 in on Twitter. How competitive BYU is versus Boise State and Utah and the continued development of the young players, freshmen and sophomores. Moral victory. Moral victory. Yeah. Is, what is, does is that, competitive that, mean right. against Boise State and, that, and Utah? Is that where this team is? Because BYU was competitive against NIU, if you look at margin. But it's more about the means, right? You want BYU to put up some What points. does competitive mean? Yeah. Oh, BYU only lost by 15 to Boise. There's no, no, no. No more victories with those two. Coming up, what's the coaching staff looking for in the final preseason game for BYU Hoops tonight? This is Coach Tim Lacombe. will tell us. D'Angelo Mandel is... Just one of a plethora of freshmen contributing to this BYU football team. He's doing it on defense and doing it pretty well. One-on-one with Jason Shepard next. Meet D'Angelo Mandel. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops tunes up for the regular season next Tuesday with a final exhibition game tonight against Division II foe Westminster. Pre-game starts at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio with the game on the radio and BYU TV at 9 Eastern time. You remember Cassie Broadhead, DeVagere? Oh, DeVagere. Her husband, Travis, plays for Westminster. Is Cassie rooting for Westminster or just I would, Travis? I would think she's rooting for basketball. <laughs> yeah, for Travis, of course. She can root for Westminster tonight. That's fine. Yeah. It's an exhibition game. Win-win so. win on whoever the team that takes care of business is. Yeah. It'll be BYU. But root for Travis. Wait, is this Kirk Herbstreit calling the game? You're the <laughs> no. sideline on the game? No, no, you no. can't weigh in I'm on not, that? I'm not an analyst or the play-by-play man. I'm just the sideline reporter. Oh, come on. So you're I talent can, on it. Maria I, Taylor doesn't weigh in on game day. On that. <laughs> Live from Studio B, this is oh, your I'm day-to-day BYU Sports call. play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton <laughs> alongside... Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast and watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. You can experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day. What will the storyline be in the final four games of the BYU football season? At Ames Flames, also in on Twitter. A new offensive spark breathes new life into BYU football. They surprise Boise and win on the Smurf turf, beat New Mexico State and UMass, and beat Utah by one with a Hail Mary from Zach Wilson to Gunnar Romney. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Gave, you gave me the blue goggles. <laughs> where, 
Blue goggle alert. Where are the new blue ones? We both. Alert. All the new blue ones. Goggle yeah. Alert. Well, the blue take it easy alert. blue goggles. Yeah. T- hey, that on that. that the one, bamboo. Hey, hey, take it easy, man. Yeah. Take it easy. I need extra large blue goggles to envision anything like that. That'd be awesome. Man, even three out of four. Three out of four would be quite the finish. I would take that. Seven actual and five going into victory. a bowl game? Yeah, we want actual victories. Actual Let's go. <laughs> Jason Shepard doing work for BYU Sports Nation with more BYU football all access. He has gone one-on-one recently with one of the freshman defensive backs that is seeing a lot of field time and making an impact. You might not know him well. That's why we're doing this. D'Angelo Mandel, one-on-one BYU Sports Nation all access. All right, D'Angelo, before we get to the football stuff, you're a Southern California guy. The temperature is dropping. The, the seasons are changing. You are shivering. How are you handling these cooler temperatures in Provo? This is not San Diego. Definitely not San Diego. I'm not handling it at all right now. I'll be honest with you. Uh, this is kind of different for me because usually back home, 60 degrees is cold for us, and you can go to the beach in December. Right now, I'm freezing, and I, I, I don't know why I didn't come in a long sleeve or anything. Did you own a coat prior to coming here? <laughs> no, I had a long sleeve. That was it. All right, so let's let's talk. Maybe it'll take your mind off of the dropping temperatures. How has practice gone this week as you guys look to, to bounce back after a tough loss at home? Uh, it's been good. I mean, the energy's still up. Guys are practicing hard. We, uh, we're all focused and just trying to bounce back and try to get this dub this weekend. We just want to come back and prove everybody wrong. Earlier in the season, talking with a lot of guys, they had all talked about the resiliency of this team. And after losses, being able to come back and that the energy stayed high. Have, to your point you were just talking about, have you been able to maintain that as the season has gone on as well? Of course, especially when you guys got like Sione and Mike Shelton. They're always dancing and got you excited. Like Corbin, too. They always just jumping around, so you can't, can't not be excited and have energy to come to practice. From a defensive perspective, you guys are coming off two really strong performances. Overall, do you like the the way that the defense is playing and and the uh, the movement forward you guys are making? Of course, I mean we, I think we've been playing lights out. I mean, of course, we'd like to not have that one point, but in all in all, I think we're playing well. I think that we come out, practice hard every day, and we just work to be the best. So. Is there, an, is there a, a part of the defense that you feel like you guys have improved the most as the season has gone on from, say, game one to now moving into game nine? Um, I wouldn't say a certain part. I would probably just say trusting each other, trusting that each guy's going to do their job and be there. So I think in defense, I mean, not even just defense, the whole team, you just got to trust each other and know everyone's going to do their job. You know, it's been interesting. You guys have just ended up facing all these opponents that throw the football these high-powered offenses how how much how much of a a a stress has that been to constantly go against these teams that are challenging you every play uh i'm definitely not stressed i don't think we're stressed at all i'm actually excited that means more plays to make more fun and just more work to get better as a freshman, as a true freshman, you've played in all eight games. Is this what you anticipated coming in, or how have you how have you viewed your playing time as such a such a young player? Um, I wouldn't say I anticipated it, but I also knew this was what I worked for because I mean, I didn't come here to not play. Mm-hmm. I came here to do what I can and just get on the field when I get opportunity and make the best of it. How do you think you've done? Um, I me mean, personally, I'd say I could, there's still a lot of things I can work on. 
There's things I'm getting better at as far as my just technique, but I can still get a lot better. What's the uh, what's kind of the critique, or what are the coaches talking to you about those things that that they want to see uh, see from you? Just patience, my feet not getting so antsy when a guy gets kind of close, but just being patient, and trusting myself. How was the group, the uh, the defensive backs? Uh, we're talking with Chris Wilcox last week, and it seems like a pretty fun group that you guys are with. Yeah, we always have fun. You come in our meetings when we always laughing, regardless. It's we just having a blast. So let's let's get to know you a little bit. As a, as a true freshman, one of the one of the newer guys on the team this season, from San Diego, from Southern California. What else? What do you like to do? What are you studying here at BYU? Let's, let's get to know uh, D'Angelo Mandel. What do I like to do? Um, just watch film, to be honest. Watch film. Really? like Kind of like a gym rat, get and watch the film, that kind of stuff? Yeah, just watch film and sometimes watch some uh, Netflix or Hulu Oof. for my spare time. What's the, what's the go-to binge-worthy binge, binge worthy stuff on Netflix and Hulu? Uh, on Hulu, there's a new show called Manifest about like when they go on the plane and they go through the Buna Triangle and they, uh, they get stuck and they end up five years back in time and they got to relive their whole life. It's pretty good. What's the go-to candy, by the way? If there's one candy you want that you just can't pass up, what is that? Watermelon Sour Patch. It's the best one. The nice. Best. All right, so let's, let's focus then. We mentioned high-powered offenses and how you guys have faced a bunch. You're going to get another one in Boise State. What's been the discussion and the preparation heading into the game at Boise? Um, just stay focused, technique, be patient, and just play hard with effort. And like Kalani said, enjoy and have fun. You ever played on a blue turf before? I've always wanted to as a kid when I watched the games, so this is going to be exciting for me. I really wanted to play on it. D'Angelo, great stuff. Appreciate it, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Jason Shepard one-on-one with BYU freshman defensive back D'Angelo Mandel. He'll get that opportunity to play on the blue turf this Saturday night, 10-15 Eastern, 8-15 Mountain Time. Coming up, what's the chance BYU can hold Boise State under 35 on Saturday? Is that the limit that we're looking at? That's what I was told to say. Wow. Up next... By partial mandate, we will celebrate a Boston Red Sox World Series victory with BYU assistant head coach of the basketball team, Tim Lacombe. He's in studio. We might ask him some basketball questions, too. Yeah. This is BYU Sports Nation. He's a happy dude right now. He should be. The top-ranked BYU women's volleyball team looks to remain undefeated tomorrow night against conference rival San Diego in Provo. Watch it on BYU TV and the app at 9 Eastern time. Fun fact. BYU women's volleyball has played 40 sets in West Coast Conference play. They've won 39. San Diego is the one team that won one set against Ooh, BYU. So the goal is to get the sweep. No, yeah. the goal is to get the win. Yeah, remember? We had Mary Lake on uh, the yeah. day after. We're like, what happened? And we asked her about the heck? that. <laughs> the standard going down or what? Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Here are today's headlines. BYU football, a couple of days away from... The next rivalry showdown on the blue turf, the Cougs at Boise State this Saturday night, 10-15 Eastern time. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, following a 7-6 home loss to Northern Illinois, understands how critical it is to find some third down success. Once again, that's by far and away the worst phase of our game right now. Um, We're just not converting often enough on third down and and if it was any one thing, then it'd be much easier to fix. But on one play, it's the protection. On the next, it's the quarterback. On the next, it's the running back. On the next, it's the receiver. And so we all collectively just have to improve on third down so that we can get in rhythm and so that we'll have more consistency. Here's to more first downs. Game time again. 10:15 Eastern, 8:15 Mountain, live on ESPN2. Countdown to kickoff. Pre-game show with all the business. 
9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, live on BYU TV. Fred Warner and the Niners host the Oakland Raiders tonight. Across the Bay, 8.20 Eastern time. Warner leads the Niners with 66 tackles. He's tied for 7th in the National Football League. BYU men's basketball will host their final exhibition game tonight against Westminster. Yoli Childs had a double-double, 25 points, 14 rebounds against the Griffins last season. I can guarantee you he wants more of that. Watch it live tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. And BYU freshman swimmer Gwen Gustafson and senior swimmer Kunmi Ogunfeibo earned the MPSF TYR Athlete of the Week awards. We now welcome BYU basketball assistant coach and... An assistant to the World Series Boston Red Sox Just champions, yeah. <laughs> Tim Lacombe. What's up, Tim? Congratulations, man. I, you know what I love in sports is I had, like, I promise you, zero to do with the Red Sox winning, actually winning. I was, you know, valiant and cheered all year long. Um, but I get so many congratulations, and it's nice. <laughs> it's like I hit the game-winning single. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about my power. I got warning track power. Didn't you get the uh, free truck from uh, your boy Steve Pierce? No, he hasn't handed over the keys yet. Um, I've got a nice truck myself. That's so true. I'm good. That's true. Okay, <laughs> you aren't just a casual fan. You went to a World Series game. In fact, what was it? Game three. It was game three. Eighteen inning game. game. Yeah. So it was. Tell a game, us about that experience. The game they the game they lost, but uh, a great friend. Uh, I called now. Say, hey, I know what a big Red Sox fan you are. Um, working on a trip. Would you be will- able to go? Willing to go? So uh, I went down there and. And we caught game three. Um, when we got there, we weren't sure exactly where we were sitting. But it's all about relationships, right? And we got great friends in the L.A. area. And we got our seats, and we were on the third row. Oh, like, baby. <laughs> I had better seats than Steve Garvey. Okay? <laughs> wow. So uh, it was awesome. Sat right behind the plate. Um, watched the whole game. Left, you know, didn't, didn't leave early. Watched all 18 innings. Watched Muncie crush the home run. And kind of got me nervous because we pit- used our pitching. We used up all the 97, 98 pitches that night. He was supposed to start the next night. It's incredible that he went 97 Yeah, pitches. it was awesome. So, But just the environment, it was so fun. It was really exciting. And so now I've, I've hit uh, a world championship in, in, the, in the NBA. I saw Golden State in the, in the finals. Uh, I went to the Super Bowl where the Patriots came back and beat the Falcons. And I've got this, so. So I got that going for me, That's which is nice. Good. Stanley yeah. Cup next. Are you a hockey yeah, guy at all? Yeah, I, you know, I should, probably should just do it for, you know, just keep just the, checking the boxes. The quadruple crown. I've been to the Final Four, obviously, yeah. many times. So, um, yeah, it's fun. It's, as a sports person, it's just great to be around it and the environment. And, and I did leave without any abrasions or I didn't get beat up there at L.A., so it was good. That's always a positive. Yeah, that's always a positive. <laughs> that's a rough crowd, man. Yeah, I know. It can be. I know. Chavez Ravine, they don't mess around. Nope. It can be. They that's awesome. Uh, maybe we should ask you about some men's basketball. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. As fun as it is to talk about the World Series and how rough it's been for Boston fans overall as sports fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get I, I will say this. <laughs> I got a bunch of Yankee fan friends. One of them's Lee Kamard. He's kind of a front runner. Um, but they say, oh, we've won 26 or 27 or whatever. And I looked back. I'm 48 years old. Okay, I'm a grown man. And in that time, in 48 years, I've seen five Yankee titles, and I've seen four Red Sox titles. So don't give me 26, all right? Like the Great <laughs> Depression. Garrick isn't walking through that. No, he's not walking through. Mickey, the, the Mick is not walking through that door anytime soon. So what I see is a young Red Sox team that will just continue to win. Yeah.
Speaking of winning, let's talk about the men's basketball team, a winning program that's uh, getting ready. You're getting ready for number 7 Nevada on Tuesday. Last tune-up tonight, Westminster exhibition game, local team, D2 team. What do you want to see out of BYU tonight to get ready for the regular season? <clears throat> well, as a staff, we love the way we started uh, the game the other night. Um, you know, it's hard going in because in your guys' minds, you know, the word exhibition – and then they understand they're playing a Division II team or an NAIA team. Uh, Focus-wise, you hope that they take it seriously because it's not about that night. It's about getting better and getting prepared to start playing Division I teams. Um, I felt like the first 15 minutes of the, of the game the other night uh, against a, a team that went to the Sweet 16 last year in St. Martin's um, Division II we we they, I think they had three points, five points in the first 12, 13 minutes. Our defensive intensity and effort and the things we're looking for are the assignments and rotations and things that the guys we've been working on since you know June, since we got together. Uh, so those are the things we're looking for. And hopefully what we'll do tonight is just build, you know, make that, that uh, a longer period of time where we really feel like we've dominated. Um, we are playing everyone. Uh, we played, I think everybody played at least 15 minutes the other night. So we got to see a lot of guys play under the lights. Um, and we feel really good right now about where we are. Hopefully we just take the next step. Now, I know some people were asking, hey, where was Nick Emery in that first exhibition? The coaching staff uh, has made the decision to get ready for the first nine games because you don't have him. Right. So you've got to figure out those rotations without him right now. Exactly. That's exactly right. Nevada. Yeah, he, um, you know, he and Jesse Wade are playing scout team for us. And I'll tell you what. That's quite the scout team. They, they, they are really tough, <laughs> those two guys. Bombs away. Bombs away, man. And, and you think you've guarded something perfect, and 35 feet later it's a swish. The end of the <laughs> shot clock, and, you know, you kind of get frustrated. But, you know, it's good for Nick right now to just continue to play and get his confidence. Um, and it's good for our team to be able to play with the rotations we're going to play with early in the year. So I, I want to follow up with that. With Nick out, uh, how close are you to establishing a starting guard line? Um, I think that that's one of the things that's, you know, we'll, tonight will be important. I think we have ideas of what we want to do, um, but there really is no substitution for the experience of a game. So hopefully the guys will kind of, you know, since June we've really kind of been, those guys have been competing against each other for spots. Uh, what we do feel like is we have really good candidates um, for those spots, and we feel like uh, for the most part we've worked out the majority of it, but we need to just kind of fine-tune it and get ready for – so I guess the answer to that is, no, I'm not going to tell you our starting <laughs> <laughs> Roughly 10 minutes before right. the game. You can that was like a 14-minute like answer to, yeah. to evade the question. Oh, I get it. All good. Nice, nice sidestepping the rush, yeah. Uh, how do you, what do you feel like you know about this team versus what you're going to see and figure out during the season? Things I think we know – I think our, our, our team this year, at least um, we're going to play a little more up-tempo. I think you saw that. Um, when the other team misses – or makes, we're going to try to get the ball up the floor. Um, we went out as a staff to Boston during, for training camp, and we watched the Celtics training camp. Who asked for that? Um, gosh, I can't remember. We did go to a Red Sox game while we were there. <laughs> you were on the Munster. Yeah, you? we were. It was great. Um, relationships matter. Relationships. Uh, but we picked up some things that, you know, so we're not just racing the ball up. We, we picked up some really good things like secondary breaks and some ideas in transition. So, You'll see us push the ball. I think you'll see us shoot it a little quicker than we shot it last year, but they're going to be open shots when we shoot them. Um, And then I think we know we have a team full of guys who might be, as far as, you know, at least the last – I've been here 12 years. 
this team reminds me of those early years when I got here of uh, all for one and one for all. I think everybody is out there with the understanding that, you know, we are going to do what we do. Uh, we're going to continue to move the ball and we're going to get the shots we want. When you talk about secondary breaks, for those that don't know, what do you mean by that? Uh, it's just more of a, so say the, particularly after a made basket, defense is already kind of set. So when you're coming up the floor, um, just some, I guess, sets within the context of you don't have to get the ball at the top and say, hey, you go here, you go here. Stuff we can kind of flow into, um, bringing the ball up the floor that we can kind of see if the defense will make a mistake there and then we can you know maybe run something after that. Gotcha. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars take on Westminster tonight live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain from the Marriott Center. The NCAA tournament is the always prominent goal that is floating out there for this BYU basketball program. Uh, Coach Rose doesn't shy away from it. You don't shy away. Nobody on the staff shies away from it. It is about getting back to the NCAA tournament. How do you manage that end goal but still stay focused on one game at a time, even in an exhibition? Right. Well, I think that if you do have to, to pardon the phrase from the Sixers, you've got to focus on the process a little bit. Um, Nothing happens overnight. And, and I think what we've all been around sports long enough to know that there are lots of ebbs and flows in a season. So I've, we feel like the most important thing is our, every day are we improving. Um, I think the thing that really is encouraging is I, yesterday our practice, sometimes on Halloween, you know, guys come in costumes before practice and their minds are other places. Um, and it's happened years past. But this year, this, the best practice we've had to date was yesterday. Um, and that's a good sign. I, I think everybody is understanding what we're trying to do. They understand their role, um, and that will be the thing carrying forward. The, the way we kind of p- try to put ourselves in a position to get to the tournament is obviously to win games. Um, this year we have made sure that there are games on our schedule that, you know, that when, when and if we can win them, um, we'll turn heads and maybe shoot our number up there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to, and what I love about it is we, we compete for a championship in a league. Um, and the team that we're competing against just happens to be number two uh, in the preseason rankings. And it's a team that we have you know, lost our share, but we've won our share. Uh, so I think the key to it is keeping our mindset as let's keep getting better every day. When we have an opportunity like we will Tuesday night to go to a place, they're ranked number seven. Um, they have, you know, an incredible run going from last year and everybody back. They've added some fifth-year guys. Uh, it will be a challenge, but that is not something that we are nervous about, intimidated by. Um, on the contrary, we're actually really excited about it, and it's an opportunity we kind of have to go throw, throw a punch, you know, and see what not, not throw a punch literally, but <laughs> it's all figurative. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, we take get, it in, we we get take it in stride. Well, good luck tonight. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. And then this is a new flag. Do you mind signing in? No. Do you want me to sign Brad Paisley? Yeah, that'd I, be great. Because I hung out with him at the game. And the, I, yeah. yeah. Marlins, man. Your life's so hard, Tim. Mary Hart. I'm, I'm just a name dropper. <laughs> you are a name dropper. I know did, you two guys. Did Andrew Bogut get you the tickets for the Warriors? Um, yes, he did. Yeah. Evangel. Through Cody. Through Cody. Nice. Mm-hmm. His, we know Cody. Best man at his we didn't wedding. get invited. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, there's you a just, reason for that. You, you just have, have to, the same relationship. You just yeah. have to have, you know, it's all about relationships. Hey, after the show, let's call Cody. Just yeah, there. well. <laughs> Prime the pump. Bogus, where's Bogus right now? Though? Yeah, where is You go to the Australian Australia, League. Maybe. I, don't, I don't know where he is. <laughs> that would be fun, though. I mean, that would be a start. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, thanks for the time, man. Thank thanks, you. Tim. Right. I just want to be a fourth of Tim LaCombe. I, I, I get trips. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Coming up, what's the chance Tim LaCombe invites us on one of these trips and... BYU finishes the season 3-1 and one in football. Hey, I would love that very much. There is a 100% chance that we will play What's the Chance next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch Cougars warm up before Saturday's game at Boise State. On the Smurf turf, it's on Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV at 9 Eastern Time. We've got the Lucy Cousins story with Kathy Aiken. And also the story of Matt Hadley, whose wife went to the game, expecting soon, right? They went to the hospital after the game and had the baby on game day. We'll tell you that story a little bit more in depth on Saturday as well. When all said and done, Matt Hadley did experience a win on Saturday. (laughs) He had the birth of uh, his first child, which is pretty incredible. Congratulations to the Hadleys. Yeah, and Chloe. Our question of the day. Tell us the storyline of the final four games of the BYU football season. What's it going to be? April Chessman Kerstich on Facebook answers, Cougars shocked the nation and even their fans by winning the last four games. The best Utah in, or sorry, they beat Utah in overtime with a Zach Wilson hurdle run for a touchdown. Wow. That's the second uh, similar answer we've heard in that regard. Shocking the nation, beating Boise, and then some dramatic play to beat Utah. I think it shocked the nation. It just shocked the people that were watching it. Because not everyone knows. D'Angelo Mandel, by the way, mentioned that he didn't, have a, he didn't even have a jacket. He didn't have a coat. Him. He didn't have a coat. You have a windbreaker, and this is uh, the latest from the BYU And I do. So uh, nice. I'm guessing that you will see a few of these as you're watching the BYU-Boise State game on the sidelines. This is part of the game day collection uh, it is technically a windbreaker, but it's much more um, technical than that. There are like four different types of material That's in noise, this. Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's warm. That's important. I D'Angelo. Would... Yeah, <laughs> someone get D'Angelo someone get... a jacket. Yeah, maybe this jacket. Within the compliance means, oh, of course. There's the issue, right? There's the team issue, and perhaps they all got it. But this is part of the. Oh, we've all got issues. Game day collection. <laughs> get it at the BYU store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. All right, let's play What's the Chance? Ben Bagley, join us, my friend. BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. And there is our MVP today. Hello, Ben. MVP. Just like Derrick Rose last night, right? Yeah. Oh, too, man. Too soon. 50 too points. Soon. Honestly, I enjoyed that. I thought Some, that was really cool. I tweeted, zombies are real. No, that, that was, was really a great cool. tweet. Yeah. Great hey, first thing. one. What's the chance BYU holds Boise State to 35 points or less on Saturday? Okay, Boise State has scored 35-plus in all six of its wins this year, averaging 40 a game. So I say 63%. The key takeaways. BYU had five the last time the Cougars played on the Smurf turf and still couldn't win. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say 35% chance that BYU holds Boise State to 35 or less. How many times has BYU given up 35-plus this year? Washington and Utah State? That's it. I, th- I think that the BYU defense is going to put the offense in a position to compete in this game, but the offense is going to have to put up 28-plus. And can the offense do that if they are run heavy against a pretty good run defense again? I, they're not close to the same as NIU. Like, 
NIU was elite. Okay. Oh. Oh. Second in the country in yards per carry. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shout out to my man, Mitch Matthews, who was in the Dominican Republic over the weekend. Next. What's the chance BYU will win three of their final four games? Okay, that would require a win over Boise State or Utah, obviously. Uh, 10%. It just feels really low chance. I want BYU to go 4-0. I really do. The way Utah's playing is tough. I wouldn't think it'd be an unbelievable upset against Boise State. It'd be awesome. But beating Utah would be, that'd be a shocker. Some of you are out there saying, look, on the road against UMass, two time zones, early kickoff, that has not been a good combination for BYU in the past. True. But Even when they had good teams. UMass doth stink. Oh, I know. I know. UMass stunketh a lot last year as well. And but BYU doth stunketh more <laughs> last so, year. Three or four. I'm just saying, there are some out there like, whoa, 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 three or four. Let's just win two or four and get bowl eligible. Uh, I'm with you. I I don't even know if I'd go 10% because (laughs) winning at Boise never happened, and winning at Utah, who is thriving right now and have the number one defense in the nation in a couple of categories, at 5%. And that's that's not saying, like, we don't want (gasps) BYU to win. This is just the expectation should be low because those teams are really good at home. Two really good teams. 5% for me. Yeah. All right, next one. Last one, hoops tonight. What's the chance Yoli Childs does not lead the team in scoring tonight? Does not. I go 8%. Here's why. He led (laughs) BYU in the Cougar tip-off and the exhibition against St. Martin's. He was the leading or second-leading scorer just barely last year, and the other guy's gone in Israel with Elijah Bryant. I go 8%. It's happening again tonight. Yoli Childs will lead the team. He's the alpha male, and as the alpha male, he's going to shoot the ball the most. So 100% chance Yoli Childs Ooh, leads BYU. <laughs> if he doesn't, you'll shave your head. Really? Nope, I will not do that. Swish! 100% Yoli Childs leads BYU in scoring tonight. Why would I, it be anybody else? Can we hear that swish again? Swish! Oh, oh, so good. I missed that. What was that, the St. Louis game in Vegas a couple years ago? <laughs> Coming up, Fred Warner will be on display tonight for the Niners. <laughs> uh, it hits the rim four times. Swish! Yeah, that was the best. Where does BYU basketball rank in Sports Illustrated's 1 to 353 rankings of all Division I college basketball teams? That and more coming up in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Shout out to today's guest, freshman defensive back D'Angelo Mandel of BYU Football and assistant head coach for BYU Basketball, Tim Lacombe. Red Sox win. Miss any of the show? Download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. unenthusiastic. Well, they're in my division, man. And when I say my division, it's because I'm an Orioles fan. It's hard to get excited about the Red Sox winning again. Sorry uh, to Dennis Pitta, someone who also played in Baltimore. Yeah, nice uh, tie-in. Is he retired yet? We ran out of time for you. Sorry. Uh, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Those Cougadores prepare for Los Bronquitos, Los Bronquitos de Boise State this Saturday. It's the ninth meeting in the series, fifth on the Boise Blue. The Cougars look for the first win up there ever. Saturday night on BYU Radio and ESPN2. 
Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner and the San Francisco 49ers host the Oakland Raiders close to Berkeley. Tonight at 820 Eastern, Warner leads San Francisco with 66 tackles, tied for 7th in the league. Basketball. Tonight, the Cougars host Division II school Westminster, not to be confused with Westminster. In the final exhibition of the season, watch or listen at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game on the radio begins at 80. Has there ever been a more accomplished program than Westminster in Division II? Minister. Swimming and diving. Oh, no, no, not yet. <laughs> BYU comes in, speaking of basketball, at 67th in the Sports Illustrated 1-353 to college basketball preseason rankings. Our that audio, one's on me, baby. Our A1's like, move on. Sports Swimming Illustra- and diving. <laughs> Sports Illustrated done. says, watch for BYU to replace St. Mary's as Gonzaga's primary foil in the WCC. Swimming and there diving. There we go. Great freshman swimmer. Gwen Gustafson and senior swimmer Kunmi Ogufei-Ibo earned the MPSF TYR Athlete of the Week Award. Gustafson won the 100 free in the time of 51.58, and Ogunfei-Ibo won the 100 back for the time of 49.55 at the Liberty Invite last week. The next meet is tomorrow and Saturday against UNLV in Vegas. Golf. Rose Huang of BYU Women's Golf finished 6th at the Rainbow Wahine Invitational yesterday. The Cougars finished 6th place overall. Tennis. Eight men's uh, players will compete in the Kramer Club Invitational today. The tournament runs through Saturday in Rolling Hills States, California. Today's rise and shout belongs to who, Jerem? I don't know. How about our future contacts that get us into World Series games? Yes. Relationships you know, matter. You know who you are. <laughs> let's just say do you? let's just say we hope the Angels make the World Series. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So there's that one. And actually, uh there are several people that have done nice things for us. So how about yeah. the rise and shout to all of you who have yeah. extended yourselves to Thank you. Help us out at BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. We appreciate Spencer it. Spencer will be sending you BYU store swag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> Random you badges. Know, you know who you are. Our elite tweet of the day, or voice of the day, rather, at Stokes 11 in terms of the storyline for BYU football in the final four games. BYU football finishes strong to close out the year at 8-4 and four in time for a meeting with Virginia in the military bowl. It ain't happening. I'm throwing Spuddy Buddy off the set, by the way. Here you go. Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to all Red Sox fans across BYU. No, no, Trent plays.